It's 5 o'clock in pirate country, and it's time to get pumped up with the P-Man. Hit the door and hit the road. 94.3 The Game is going to get you home, and the P-Man's not holding back. on the Patrick Johnson Show on 94.3 The Game. Oh, my Oh, my goodness! The flagship station of the ECU Pirates. Okay, welcome in, everybody. Great to have you with us. Uh, it is uh, the PJ Show on a Friday, or a Friday. Gosh, I wish it were on a Monday. Uh, we are uh, up and running here, and uh, so much to get to. It's nice to have you with us. Great weekend for ECU as they win their fourth consecutive AAC regular season title. Pirates will now vie for back-to-back conference tournament championships. We'll see how it plays out by virtue of finishing in first place in the uh, standings by a half game over Houston. It means ECU is the top seed, so they will play, guess who, South Florida, again, that's the team they swept this weekend in their ballpark in Tampa. They'll shift over to Clearwater, and they will play one another uh, there. Tomorrow afternoon, uh, maybe around uh, 12.30, sometime between 12.30 and 1, that game should be getting underway, barring anything crazy in the game before it, which starts at 9 in the morning uh, between uh, UCF and Cincinnati. So that's what's happening uh, there. Congrats to the uh, Pirates, and uh, great job by our guy. See the baseball guy running. Is he running from something, Clark, or is he just running to oh, he's just to running, the man. dugout? He's just running to the Congrats dugout. Cookie. I got you. Well, you never know what to expect. There he is. It looks like maybe he uh, made an out. He's just strolling back after flying out on a uh, one-two pitch, perhaps. All right. Uh, so the Pirates. Uh, couple big stories today as far as uh, that goes that have probably broken after uh, IGO's program midday today. Uh, the D1 baseball projections are out. Pirates right now are a number two seed in the Auburn-Alabama regional. Auburn is the number 12 national seed and the top seed in the regional, uh, joined by Alabama State uh, and Troy. Troy, pretty good team. So that is uh, – and I think uh, – I think I know somebody who plays for Troy or, or know their uh, – Graham. Our guy Graham down at the beach, I think his nephew plays for Troy. So uh, that would be the three-seed. Pirates would be the two-seed. They're opposite Stanford in the, uh, you know, big national bracket. Stanford, the five-seed. North Carolina's out there, by the way, is the two-seed. So uh, that's where uh, that is. Now, there's a couple things at play here. Uh, one is – the NCAA is well aware. I, I was asked this morning on talk of the town was the what was what was the sort of deal I guess with uh, um, consideration for ECU and, and what they drew last year and the excitement and the atmosphere. And, you know, I, I think that probably plays in, but I think the Pirates are in a position to take care of business. I mean, if they – win the tournament, they're not only the regular season conference champ, but also 45 wins. be tough to deny somebody with 45 wins from hosting. Don't think they'd be a top eight seed, but uh, it still would be tough to deny a top 16 seed if the Pirates achieve that level. Uh, for a couple reasons. One of the things uh, that is happening um, is um, you got a lot of 
teams in the SEC in this thing as hosting seeds now. And with that uh, being the case, that is uh, that is uh, probably got to be considered. Uh, obviously, teams are going to get knocked out, and they're going to get jarred from those positions. Uh, I don't know how precarious. Ta- well, I would think a 16 or 15 are precarious. So obviously. The 16 is Texas, Boston College is the 15, but I think there has to be some more movement. Alabama's the 14. Um, you know, obviously Auburn, Miami, Arkansas. I think all of those are Oklahoma State, rather. I think all of those are kind of ripe for some movement, potentially. Uh, Coastal is the 10 seed, and they're finishing strong, and they probably should uh, wind up uh, in uh, a host position. Campbell, by the way, is the number two seed in the Clemson Regional. Uh, Campbell had a tough weekend. Clemson, the number six national seed overall. Campbell had a really rough weekend. Uh, ended up winning their conference, but uh, they uh, they they had to fight and scrap to do that. So not a real strong finish to the regular season for Campbell, uh, who will try to atone for that in the uh, upcoming Big South tournament. Um, couple other things. Uh, NC State is in, according to this. Uh, they are the 64th team, so they are just in overall, according to, again, this is D1 Baseball. Uh, and um, and uh, Notre Dame is in, Oklahoma is in, Arizona State's in, Texas State, Elon, UTSA. So Elon, a pirate opponent this year, UTSA, a future opponent, uh, who had, a, at least as of the weekend, an RPI in the 60s. And, uh, and then Jason Dietrich's uh, Cal State Fullerton team is uh, right now uh, on the outside looking in. So uh, at 68 on the cutoff. Again, that's D1 Baseball's projections. I haven't seen anything yet from Baseball America. Check right before the show. Uh, nothing going there as far as that goes. Uh, so we'll see what winds up uh, happening. Obviously, a lot will change in the next few days, and there's going to be teams that right now are in the host chair that will be losing, uh, obviously. So uh, that will be uh, that'll be a lot to watch over the next several days. All right, uh, a program single season record: eleven ECU baseball players were named to the American Athletic Conference teams. Ten of them on the uh, first and second teams uh, as the uh, Pirates captured their fourth straight AAC regular season title and their fifth 40-win season. Uh, it plays out as follows. Trey Savage was a first-team all-conference selection as a pitcher. Certainly no problem with that. Uh, Jacob Jenkins Cowart was the DH on the first team. Uh, so if uh, you're going to have JJC as a first-teamer, that's probably where you need him. Uh, Carter Cunningham made it as a first-team outfielder for ECU, and I'm happy for Carter Cunningham. I think he's not gotten enough credit this year, but uh, that one, well, when you hear some of these other names, that's that's interesting. Again, I'm happy for Carter Cunningham, and he's had a heck of a year. Uh, Josh Groves and Carter Spivey were second-team all-conference pitchers for the Pirates. Uh, then you had uh, five other Pirates. In the outfield, Luke Nowak. And uh, then you had Joey Barini make it at shortstop. That's great for him. He had a really, really solid year. Uh, Will Coxon behind the plate. That's probably about right as a second-team performer. He's been great on offense at times and is better on defense, and I think he gets credit for you. you got Starling at second base, offensive second baseman, and then Moylan is the first baseman. 
That's the that's one. Of, there, there's three big snubs here. Moylan should be a first teamer. Uh, I'm not going to profess I know enough about Justin Murray at Houston, but Moylan, I, I would say, is the one who needs to be a first teamer. Zach Root, by the way, made the All Conference freshman or the freshman All Conference team. Pitcher for ECU, so congratulations to Zach, who's uh, with the team down in Clearwater right now. The other two, so Moylan not getting first team seems like a little bit of a an overlooked situation. Uh, the two that uh, it makes no sense that are on there, Danny Beal, first of all, probably should have been on there, uh, undoubtedly. And then Lane Hoover. You could make the argument, uh, Nowak Hoover maybe, uh, T.O. Banks was a second teamer, and, and you know you could have maybe made the argument that he was a first teamer over uh, Cunningham. I don't know, but point is, a lot of ECU Pirates are on that second team, and a lot of them uh, between the uh, All Conference uh, honors. Also, uh, just overall, Roden, Wichita State, the second baseman player of the year, so that's probably why you don't have uh, you don't have uh, ECU's. Uh, Jacob Starling on the first team because the player of the year is on the first team. Dalton Fowler was the pitcher of the year for Memphis, the senior. That's a great call because he was fantastic this year. Uh, Murray is the newcomer of the year for Houston at first base, so maybe that's the argument. I, I, again, I just think Moylan deserves a spot on the first team somehow. Uh, the newcomer of the year, Grant Adler, a newcomer pitcher of the year was Grant Adler with Wichita State. Defensive player of the year, Eric Snow, the shortstop at South Florida, no problem, great player there. Uh, interesting that Lauren Hibbs got the coach of the year at Wichita State. Probably should have been the case. You know, Houston finished second, but they were kind of picked high. Wichita State uh, kind of overachieved and finished higher than they were picked in the uh, preseason, I believe. So uh, coach of the year going to Lauren Hibbs of Wichita State. The question is how much longer will he hang around out there as he's kind of restored uh, the baseball uh, tradition in some ways at Wichita State. So that's... Uh, what we have as far as that goes, again, uh, tomorrow it's the top seed Pirates facing the number eight seed, South Florida. That'll be 47 minutes approximately. They say 47 minutes uh, after the game between the four seed UCF and the five seed Cincinnati, which starts at nine in the morning. Uh, you know, I, with the postseason, guys are, guys are going to be changing pitchers maybe a little more frequently. Uh, so, I mean, that. Again, you're probably looking at somewhere between 12.30 and 1 o'clock for the first pitch time. Uh, tomorrow we'll have it for you here on uh, 94.3 The Game. All right, uh, lots to get to here. We talked to Cliff Godwin a little earlier today. We'll bring that to you coming up later on in the show. Uh, we've also got uh, some other things in the world of sports to talk about. So a timeout. We will come back and uh, do a little weekend winner, weekend worst, and uh, have that for you on the other side here on the PJ Show. It's time for Weekend Winners. Yes, I win! Game over! I win! And the weekend's worst. Worst day of my life? What do you think? Here on the Patrick Johnson Show. Okay, uh, welcome in. Uh, as we do a little weekend winner, uh, weekend uh, worst uh, for you here on the uh, PJ Show. All right, uh, I'll go weekend winner to start things here. Here we are. Weekend winner. Do we have um? Is is Dom in today? By the way, is Dom here? Dom, get uh, get Dom. Dom. Kind of small. I'm kind of squeezing in here. Get Dom out on the uh, dais with Cookie, who likes to mug for the cameras, and let's uh, let's do that, and then we can put Dom on there. Nobody needs to see Clark. Is that going to fit in the um? 
The box? I think my worst just went to what a else? kiss. You just uh, you you just flip the uh, you flip the camera around, Cookie. You guys have to do a little work while I'm uh, while okay. I am uh, doing. So in other words, get get Dom set up on the dais and then move the camera okay. around. That's all you got to do. Thank you, Clark. Sorry, Clark, but I mean it's just you know these young guys. All right, uh, I'm gonna go. Uh, how about the NASCAR All Star Race? Not necessarily. Uh, not necessarily. Uh, Maybe some of the uh, some of the attitude of some of the drivers, like Bubba Wallace, but uh, by all accounts, it was he was kind of like that. But it was loud, and it was uh, fans were close, and they got the they got the people cleared out of that track in less than two hours after the race last night, after the All Star race. So uh, I I hope they will bring a points race of some kind back to. Uh, Back to North Wilkesboro, because by all accounts, that was a big success. At the very least, they ought to do the all-star race there again, at the very, very least. Uh, there. Let's do a uh, weekend uh, worst here. You blew it! Weekend worst. Clark, give the uh, Carolina Hurricanes thing, right? because I'm going to talk your Carolina Hurricanes here and talk oh, hockey. My. I, am off, I am off the bandwagon. I am totally off this thing now. The Canes lose... Uh, one of the longest games in NFL history, NHL history, the fourth longest. Thank you, Clark. <laughs> they lose that game uh, in game one, and then they lose 50 seconds into overtime of game two. And I'm watching it, settling in, thinking I'm going to get to watch some playoff overtime hockey. I won't stay up all night if they go to 18 overtimes, but I will stay up and watch at least the first. And no more am I settled in in peace and quiet in the living room because the wife has gone upstairs to go to bed that they, the Panthers score. And I'm out of uh, playoff hockey for that night. So the Canes will play game three tonight, yes. They don't win tonight, it's as good as Ova. Speaking of good as Ova, another weekend worst. You blew it! Weekend worst. Um, the Celtics and Lakers. What? The, I mean, the Celtics last night just quit against the Heat. This is a Heat team that doesn't have, what, three kind of major stars out of the lineup? I mean, this is a nightmare NBA Finals for the uh, NBA unfolding, as it'll be Denver and Miami, unless something totally goes right. I saw the number today. Teams are 0-149. and 149. In 149 tries, nobody has ever come back in an NBA uh, best-of-seven series from a uh, 0-3 deficit. And I don't see the Lakers doing it, and the way the Celtics closed uh, shop last night and just gave up, I don't see the Celtics coming back. So what looked so promising just about a week or so ago, the NBA on the cusp of another Lakers-Celtics-NBA finals, and they're going to wind up with wind up with the Nuggets and the Heat. Uh, let's go with a uh, weekend winner. You're a winner. Weekend winner. Well, the live guys, Brooks Kepka with uh, the win, his third PGA championship. Boy, that was a lot of through gritted teeth last night, uh, yesterday, I picked up from uh, the golf uh, media. CBS, I thought, was pretty fair, by and large. There were a couple on there who had to dance around what was being said because they had not adequately seen Kepka play on the live tour, so they didn't know where his game was, but it was outstanding. And uh, this is not good for all of the, uh, the the live guys can't compete in the majors crowd. 
and again, I understand the outrage over where the money's coming from for Liv, but why are we drawing the line in the sand on this when there's so many other things we could get upset about that we're uh, interacting with the Saudis with? Why does it have to be pro golfers? That whole thing just blows my mind. Uh, weekend winner. Weekend winner. Weekend winner. Uh, I want to congratulate our guys at uh, J.H. Rose, the legendary RV, and uh, Coach Medlin and the team, Marvin Jarman. Uh, they're going back to another Eastern Regional uh, final, and they will play in uh, Guy Smith Stadium tomorrow. First game of that best of three against uh, Southern Lee, so, uh, or South Lee. I forget which one it is, but congrats to the Rampants. Also, uh, Pungo Softball won uh, the state championship over the weekend. And Croatan Girls Lacrosse won the state championship over the week. So always excited when true Eastern teams win. And uh, tonight I want to mention this. I didn't mention it this morning. But uh, it's opening night for the post-39 American Legion Baseball. They'll be at Pitt Community, 7 o'clock tonight. So uh, head out there and support them. Watch a little uh, American Legion Baseball uh, there. There you go, Clark. Um, this one I'm... I... Let me get a weekend worst. You blew it! Weekend worst. Clark, you and I, uh, I work on a show that is uh, talk radio, political in nature in the mornings. You what worked on a show. <laughs> yes, it's Talk of the Town with the oh. Hall of Fame legendary award winner, Henry Hinton. Yeah. Uh, 7 to 9 on uh, 1037. I'll have to check and, it out uh, sometime. The IBX Media app, you will. But you also worked on the uh, the show uh, in the afternoons. It was on the talk station before Tom Lamprecht uh, stepped aside. News and, and so, Yeah, so we have worked around the talk radio audience, the conservative talk radio audience. And yes. It's an audience now. It's an interesting, it's a big tent party. Yes. That conservative talk uh, audience uh, there. So yeah. I got... It, somebody got in touch with me over the weekend because Fox News, uh oh, faux news, Fox News had done a story. I guess one of the umpires, who's a guy from Eastern North Carolina, actually, uh, mouthed a well, didn't mouth. He said it, but if you read his lips, it was not uh, it was not a very good word to the UCF player who <laughs> argued his call his called third strike. And this this person was clutching their pearls. I mean, this is again <laughs> a, a real political conservative guy and he's bothering me like this is the worst thing that's ever happened on a baseball field and i was just like it's not the umpires in the american generally aren't very good everybody knows it mm -hmm. and you know you don't know what the kids said to it but it just was so strange so i'm gonna say this let me stick to sports and you all stick to the politics. That's what I'm going to say to that Enough guy. Said. Exactly. I'm sh <laughs> shutting the email down. There you go. Uh, all right. Do we have uh, a weekend? I mean, if you don't, this is fine. Anybody got a week? Uh, R.I.P. Jim Brown. Ooh. Yes. R.I.P. Yeah. Yes. Definitely. Yeah. R.I.P. Jim Brown, the greatest running back in NFL history. Oh, I'm not even in. All right. <laughs> well, yeah. I don't know why you didn't take the camera and swing it around. I did. They want to be close. I... Let them have it. <laughs> they uh, got I think they're so desperate to be on television. <laughs> Here, look. And this, isn't, and this isn't even really. It's not even really television. As oh, I like to say. No offense to the hardworking people behind the scenes. <laughs> All right. Uh, weekend winner. Weekend worst. I got you. Go? Please make it uh, make it interesting and, a bit, and stick to sports. I'm gonna start out with a weekend winner. You're a winner. Weekend winner. 
All right, I was going to take a little shot at Dom here because his Celtics, your Celtics, went down or yeah, went down 3-0, but you, Patrick, in your 15 yeah. best and worst took that one. Not too happy with right. it. Yeah, right. So I changed mine up. I thought I'd throw a curveball. Okay? Some big okay. news announced well. over the weekend. The 2025 NFL Draft, oddly presented by Bud Light, uh, will be in Japan. <laughs> <laughs> will be in the town of Green Bay, Wisconsin. Really? Yes, my my Packer fans. And the Packer fans are going to show out. We're going to take over the 2025 draft, and then we're going to boo will you whenever go up the there? Packers draft a crappy yeah. pick. It's only going to be Packers Will fans you go up there to that? No, I will not. I will not be okay. attending. All right. no. no one wants to sit in that you weather. You should go. <laughs> You're right. No uh, one wants to sit It'll be nice. It, it could snow up there. One of my buddies lives in Wisconsin. Grew up in New Bern, uh-huh. and he said, uh, like, a couple weeks ago, it was snowing up there. Like, they were still That's, dealing with uh, snow I, up I there I can't deal with the snow. It was past January, man. January well, is that, late. I don't want to see any more snow. <laughs> it starts snowing there in June, I think. All right. Um, you have a weekend work? I do. Looking, by the way, uh, I, the hair looks good where you've shorn it. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I was getting a little lazy. Yeah. yeah, I hit a whole factory yeah. reset, lost the glasses, like whole factory. <laughs> yeah, I, I see that. <laughs> I did. It does look like a, a different look for you today. All right, go ahead, Cookie. You blew it! Weekend Wars. This ain't sports related, but I'm going to just say that's fine, okay? I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, because this was so interesting, I, I had to bring this up, okay? Okay. Right. Officials <laughs> with a Texas Oh, wait a minute, wait a minute. Is this, is, wait a minute. It's is not this sad. It's <laughs> I know. Why are we doing the sad thing? Officials with a Texas power company said about 16,000 customers lost power over the weekend when a snake slithered into a substation and came into a slight contact with equipment. Wiped out power for 16,000 people. One Woo! small snake, man. <laughs> wow. 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 Are you scared of snakes, Cookie? You They're my biggest fear. They're my biggest fear. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I, I would say some bad Clark? things about them, but I'm not nah. like snakes on a plane. Right. Uh, that movie sucks. <laughs> not, not even because of that. That's just a bad movie. Like period. Dom, do you like? Are you scared of snakes, Dom? Uh, I'm more scared of uh, spiders. Me too. I don't like spiders. I'm, I'm all right with snakes. Yeah, very weird. All right. Let's see. Dom, why don't you go ahead? Little weekend winner, weekend worst. You, you you could use your Celtics again. Yeah, you're, I, you're more qualified to talk about I how stinky your Celtics are. I was going to bring up the Celtics even though so you did. So we going to do a best? Well, this is the worst. What are we doing? All right, weekend weekend worst. I just think it's embarrassing the way the Celtics are coming out. What? <laughs> <laughs> it's embarrassing. I, I can't. I didn't even watch the second half. Uh, Gabe Vincent just dropping 29 points on the Celtics. In the playoffs, it just looks like Tatum and Brown are just deflated. The coaching. They gave up last night. They, they both gave, gave up, up on that guy last night. This does not bode well for that guy being back as a coach. I mean, you get, they've yeah. quit on him. Yeah, they, they have. And even in, I saw a thing in the locker room where Tatum Tatum wasn't happy with him. He he came back with a response. Uh, Joe Mazzulla was trying I mean, to. If you're, he was trying to say something. The star's something not happy. Yeah, the star. Yeah, uh, Tatum, star's not happy. Tatum wasn't happy. Yeah. Brown. Brown hasn't played good the whole series. Tatum played good the first two games, except for the fourth quarters, which is not good because they had both of the first two games. They had the games in in their pocket basically. And last big one, trouble was, for the uh, 
big trouble for the NBA because they were sitting on the verge of Celtics I know, Lakers I, again, and, and that would have been it would have been an all timer. I was I was so yeah. excited. I was really hoping. I was even cheering for the Lakers. I, I hate the Lakers, but I, I wanted a Celtics Lakers yeah. Finals much better than Nuggets. Right. I mean, so do what? you have a weekend uh, winner? I mean, no. I can make it really, really quick. You're a winner. Uh, weekend I, winner. It's somewhat related to sports. I'm actually the weekend winner. I went to play. <laughs> mi- <laughs> I went to play mini golf with my girlfriend in Raleigh yesterday, and I uh, okay. uh, played on three different courses at the same place. Probably weren't supposed to, but uh, okay. I, I, I won. I just wanted to put it out there that I, I was the winner. So. You well, beat hey, your good, girlfriend. Man. What's up? And you're. You beat your girlfriend in mini yeah. golf. Yeah, I wasn't giving. And you're, I wasn't giving. And you're bragging idea. about. You're bragging about this. <laughs> uh, yeah, pretty much. That's exactly. That's exactly, that's exactly what I'm doing. doing. Good for you. Yeah. 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 Thank you. All right. All right. There you go. Uh, hey, we take all the victories as we can get them. All right. Time now for uh, Clark Willis's weekend winner. Weekend winner. Of course, it's going to go to ECU baseball for winning. Champs well, four yeah. straight in a row. It, yeah. Today is their day, so that's uh, Clark. Clark has become a huge ECU baseball fan. And man, I, I'm like hoping it. to make the team next year. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they can help me clean the dugout. <laughs> the oldest dugout janitor alive. So that's my winner. Now I'm ready for my okay. uh, weekend worst. Weekend worst. All right. So what do you think about this story? Uh, researchers in Japan say that disposable diapers can now be used to help build houses mixed with mortar and concrete to help uh, build. So if you've ever been around a baby that's had a big, major load and is on a high-fiber diet, (laughs) you're probably saying that. Fiber or iron. (laughs) Fiber or iron. This is a thing that can be done. I don't know. Your your house can smell of uh, dirty diapers. So I would just say my house is high in iron. Or it's a crapshoot. Why? So. <laughs> Why? Uh, <they're> <laughs> <laughs> I mean, how would you? I'm like, who would buy a house made of diapers? So, but the dirty ones. That's going to be a thing in the future. Yeah, yeah. They're yeah. definitely going to mix your uh, diapers. It's mostly you know, diapers. so you know, Clark. Um, I think you might have cherry picked the Clark Witness news story. I think you may have. I'm not sure. I jogged deep that's in my repertoire. <laughs> I, I bet you did. That is kind of disgusting. That is not good. All right. You well, there we go. <laughs> that's literally. Literally. Yes, yes, that's why, uh, that's why they're using the dirty diapers. All right. <laughs> Interesting. All right. Uh, that is our Weekend Winner, Weekend Worst segment. See if there's anything else. Uh, Clark, you're, you're the Cleveland guy what, with Jim Brown. Give me the... Uh, yeah, man. Give me the sick. scoop on that. Me and my dad were just talking about him over the weekend. And about He was in about... I don't know, 55 movies. I didn't even know about that. I knew yeah, he was in some yeah. movies. I knew he was in some movies, yeah. but uh, we were having a discussion. He couldn't remember if, if he played a villain in one of the James Bond movies. And I couldn't remember. There's a movie I about that I am. I believe he was yeah. in one of those, uh, what do they call those things that you fly, you hold, in, hold them with the handles, and you just jetpack. I swear he was the guy. A jetpack. He was on a jetpack. I don't he think he was, Clark. I'm gonna look that up. I don't think he was. I'll get that. I'm not sure. I'll say that I saw. um, They were posting his highlights uh, on like social media over the weekend. Wow, there's some crazy highlights. I mean, I was obviously I'm obviously too young to remember it. That was back in Patrick's day. 
<laughs> yeah. But, um, <laughs> but yes, yes, yes. <laughs> but he is, um, you know, he played lacrosse, too, at Syracuse. Really? Like a lacrosse All-American up there. Is, yeah. I think you know too much about Chip Brown. <laughs> well, he's the, look, he's the best running back of all time. Yes, and as Cookie said, I was alive when all that happened. So he, Patrick was right there, front row watching it. Right there, front row watching it. Yes, twenty-seven-year-old Patrick Johnson back in the sixties. All right. Uh, well, that's it. Weekend winner, weekend worse. All right, let's go now to the uh, very mouthy Chris Cook. Uh, hard factory reset for him. He has a uh, expanded. 94.3, the game sports update and pirate report for you as uh, Cookie takes a look at uh, all the goings-on involving ECU baseball and beyond. And when we come back, we'll go inside the ECU clubhouse with pirate coach Cliff Godwin. Right now, here's Cookie. The East Carolina Pirates won their fourth consecutive regular season AAC title on Saturday. ECU completing a sweep of South Florida in a commanding 7-1 win in Tampa. Cliff Gowan says the Pirates earned it. Yeah, I get chill bumps, you know. I'm just excited for our guys, uh, especially those fifth-year seniors, you know, to have done it four years in a row. It's not easy. You know, it's a lot harder to uh, when you're the hunted than when nobody's looking um, for you to be really good. And uh, just so proud of our guys. And to be honest with you, I was glad that Houston came back and beat Cincinnati, so we had to earn it. And uh, thought our guys played well today. Really did. I thought you Savage gave us a quality start out there, even though he wasn't um, sharp. And then Garrett Sutherland was unbelievable. Josh Moylan is about as hot as any hitter in the country right now, and he had a four-RBI day on Saturday, which allowed the Pirates to clinch the lead crown. Probably the closest team we've had uh, just all season. We've been real close to each other, and, and you know, it's, it's showing now. We never really never really put our heads down when we dropped a couple games at Houston and knew that we'd, we might have to, you know, bank on them to kind of drop a game, and we had to keep winning, but... You know, we, we saw them drop one the other day, and we knew it was ours to take from there. So the guys have just been keeping their head up and, and moving forward, and it's been a great season so far. Moreland was named the AAC Player of the Week, while ECU reliever Danny Beal was named to the honor roll. ECU starts defense of their AAC tournament crown on Tuesday afternoon in Clearwater, Florida, against USF. Seven Pirates were named to the AAC second team all-conference team, while three Pirates were named to the first team all-conference. The seven included in the second team are Josh Groves, Carter Spivey, Justin Wilcoxon, Josh Moylan, Jacob Starling, Joey Barini, and Luke Nowak. The three included in the first team are Trey Savage, Carter Cunningham, and Jacob Jenkins-Cowart. One more Pirate was given honors as Zach Root was named to the freshman all-conference team. The Carolina Hurricanes lost in overtime 2-1 to to the Panthers and have fallen behind two games to none in the Eastern Conference Finals. The Canes are looking for a big road win tonight in Sunrise, Florida against the Panthers. For the third time in his career, Brooks Kepka is the winner of the PGA Championship. Kepka became the first live golfer to win a tournament after finishing atop the leaderboard at 9 under par at Oak Hill Country Club in Rochester, New York. A pair of players finished tied for second place. Victor Hovland and Scotty Scheffler ended the tournament 7 under par. Bryson DeChambeau, Kurt... Kitayama and Cam Davis finished tied for fourth place at three under. Defending champion Justin Thomas finished tied for 65th at 12 over par. ECU alumni HV3 was even on the final round and finished in tie for 29th at five over. 
Kyle Larson is taking home a big cash prize after winning the NASCAR NASCAR All-Star race from North Wilkesboro. The driver of the number five car won the 200-lap exhibition race to claim $1 million. Bubba Wallace, Tyler Reddick, Chase Briscoe, and Chase Elliott rounded out the top five finishers. The Cup Series field is back to playing four points next Saturday in the Coca-Cola 600 at Charlotte Motor Speedway. The J.H. Rose Rampants are heading to the Class 3A Eastern Finals Best of Three Series following Rose's 8-2 win over North Nash on Friday. J.H. Rose will host Southern Lee at Guy Smith Stadium Tuesday at 6 p.m. in Game 1 of the 3A Eastern Regional Championship Series. Game 2 will be on Thursday at 6 p.m. in Sanford, and Game 3, if necessary, will be Saturday at 6 p.m. also at Guy Smith Stadium. Congrats to the Pungo Christian softball team. They won the NC Independent Schools D1 title with a two-game sweep, 3-0, and 5-4 in the best of three series. The Rebels have won uh, state titles in two of the last three seasons and have won the volleyball championship in the fall. The Corlettan girls lacrosse team won the inaugural championship, defeating Bishop McGinnis 10-7. Junior Lauren Hayden's four-goal and four-assist performance earned her MVP honors. Kate Wilson scored four goals in the game. It was the first trip to the title game in the fourth year of the program for the Cougars. This one hits home for me because this is my home high school. The Riverside High School boys tennis team took on Elkin for the 1A state championship. Elkin shut out the Knights who finished runner-up in the states. Congratulations on a great season, Riverside Knights. That'll do it for your 94.3 The Game Sports Update. This sports update is brought to you by Team Boneyard, an NIL initiative directly supporting Pirates student-athletes. For info on how to donate, please visit teamboneyard.org. More of the Patrick Johnson Show with Cliff Godwin on the other side of this quick timeout right here on 94.3 The Game. Congratulations to Pirate Coach Cliff Godwin and the 2023 regular season American Athletic Conference champion Pirates, a uh, you just couldn't be any happier for the uh, guys on the team and all the people associated with the program, the coaching staff, support staff. It is truly a uh, big uh, family-type atmosphere and a big win for uh, ECU. So uh, tremendous, and it's uh, awesome for Coach Godwin to join us uh, here as he does every Monday uh, from beautiful Clearwater, Florida, where the uh, Pirates get set to uh, uh, try to capture the AAC Tournament Championship, and uh, that is never easy. Uh, folks, don't take these for granted. They're earned. And, uh, Coach, uh, here we are. Have you guys kind of caught that second uh, wind as you enter the postseason? Does, does, the, does the mood and the, the attention change a little bit? Uh, have you picked up on any of that? Well, I mean, the guys were really excited, uh, our staff, everybody, the fact that we were able to win the regular season championship. Uh, for the fourth year in the row, um, it's really hard to do. Uh, I felt like this year it was probably the hardest, the one that we had to win just because we had to come from behind. Um, we had injuries that the guys uh, persevered through and just managed it. And um, once school got out, and we talked about, hey, playing our best baseball in May and June, and you know, I thought our guys played really well um, in May. Obviously, we're still in May, but. We'll have practice today and, uh, you know, get ready for South Florida tomorrow. Cincinnati almost did you a favor uh, on Friday, but uh, Houston came back, and, and you said afterwards yesterday, or excuse me, Saturday, that uh, in a way that was kind of good because your guys uh, earned it. And I thought they came out with a lot of determination and focus on Saturday. Yeah, I thought Saturday was the best game that we played at South Florida. Um, 
you know, in all three phases. We scored seven runs, only gave up one run on the mound, played really good defense, um, made some good plays. So um, I thought our guys came out with, you know, a will and a want to to uh, win that championship. And like I said, I just – I never like back, backing into a championship. For me, I like to go out there and win it. And uh, we had to do that this weekend by winning all three games. And uh, ECU indeed did do that. Uh, Pirates for a fourth year winning the American Athletic Conference uh, championship, fourth year in a row. Coach Cliff Godwin uh, joining us uh, here from Clearwater as uh, ECU gets set uh, to uh, begin play tomorrow. Uh, they'll have the afternoon game uh, approximately 12.30, 1 o'clock, somewhere in that neighborhood uh, against uh, South Florida. And we'll, uh, well, let's get into that now, Coach. Obviously, uh, a sweep of the Bulls this uh, past weekend, but. You and I were, were texting about it a little bit on Sunday. I mean, really tough to beat a team four straight times. Yeah, it is. You know, you got to go out there and play your best baseball if you want to do that. So, you know, South Florida's a new season for them. They'll need to win the tournament to go to an NCAA regional and everybody's backs against the wall. Um, so you have to go out there and play. I mean, tournament baseball is different than the regular season because these, some of these teams, you know, have to win the conference tournament to be able to go on into postseason. So they'll be pulling out all the stops. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, coach, when you look at this South Florida team, having just seen them, uh, what were the things that stood out to you about them? The top part of their lineup is really good. Um, they've got some good starting pitching. Um, as you guys saw that we struggled offensively against some of their starting pitching. So I'm not sure who they'll throw on the mound, but. I'm sure we'll see one of the two guys that started the first two games, and um, we'll need to be ready to go. As far as your pitching plan, is that something you still have to, to kind of meet with your staff about, or do you have an idea? Uh, going Jake, Hunter is gonna, Jake Hunter is going to uh, start um, tomorrow versus Southwater. Gotcha. All right, Cliff Godwin with us. Uh, Josh Moylan, what a uh, week for him. Uh, named the uh, final AAC Player of the Week for the season, second time uh, this year, I believe, that he – he won that, uh, but uh, right now there might not be a hotter hitter in college baseball. He's just done a really good job this year of uh, um, staying steady. You know, uh, he had a really good week. He's seeing the baseball. He's really consistent with his processes of what he wants to do every day to make himself um, be the hitter that he wants to be. He's played great defense at first base, and um you know, Josh has just done a very consistent job of showing up and having his head on straight mentally and uh, being a great teammate, and I'm just proud of him. Yeah, I, I think if he's not on – if he's not a, a, the first team, first baseman, uh, something's wrong in the America. I, I just – I think there's nobody who's been better than he has at that position. And, you know, it's very interesting. You talked about the middle side of it. He, he was telling us a few uh, weeks ago, maybe even a week ago, that, you know, I had – I'm about the same height. I'm about the same weight. You know, I, I, I physically I'm about where I was last season, but it's the middle part of the game. And we've talked about that with, with Josh uh, and, and with you about Josh this season. But uh, it's that kind of commitment to the middle aspect of the game. He just said he never understood how important it was, uh, but he's really uh, locked in. And, and, and that shows. that, that he, As a result, he's had a tremendous year. Yeah, he's put in the work, and when you put in the work, it doesn't always show up the next day, but over time it shows up for sure, and uh, he's done a really good job of, of just really honing in on his mental game. Coach, with uh, Danny Beal uh, getting named to the honor roll and uh, 
he's he's obviously been fantastic for you during uh, this this recent run. Uh, give us a little bit on on Danny Beal and just uh, where he is right now in your mind as he got the win in relief of Root on Thursday. He's just done a great job. I mean, he bounces back pretty quickly uh, with his arm. Um, he's pretty resilient, but he he's given uh, hitters a tough time when he's pounding the strike zone with multiple pitches, multiple arm angles that just makes it really hard on hitters. He, uh, you know, really can throw any pitch and any count for a strike that makes it hard on hitters. And man, he was unbelievable on, uh, you know, Thursday night in relief and I mean, through six and the third, his longest outing of his career. Um, and we needed it and he was really good. Garrett Saylor picked up the win on a Saturday in relief of Trey Savage and, uh, he pitched really, really well for you at the start of the Campbell game. Uh, what a game that was. And uh, Garrett Saylor, uh, obviously, is going to be a big part of what the Pirates are going to probably do uh, this month and into June. Absolutely. He went out there, and he was very efficient. Um, his pitch count was really low. and I forget how many innings he threw, five innings, I think, um, and a scoreless baseball. So we got a lead. You got Sailor on the mound, just kind of let strike zone, make it hard on hitters. Um, it was uh, a really good outing by G. Coach, when we go back uh, to the Campbell uh, game, and I mean, what a, what a, uh, obviously Pirates came out on the wrong end of that, but it was just a, a really highly competitive offensive uh, college baseball game. I mean, you know, very entertaining. As fans still this weekend, uh, we, we're talking about it. Uh, and just back and forth, the guys afterward, uh, obviously they rebounded very well and were focused this weekend. But after that, that was such an emotional game. Was there any concern about uh, coming out of that, how they would respond, or, or did you know how they would respond going into the weekend? There's always concern. I mean, they gave a, they expended a ton of energy to be able to come from behind four runs and then come behind five runs, uh, you know, do that twice and have a lead and then, not be able to hold the lead late. Um, you know, a lot of emotions after the game as far as guys were, you know, just hurt. I mean, our guys invest a lot. Our coaches invest a lot. It was a tough loss. So we actually met as a coaching staff um, Thursday morning or Wednesday morning. And so we need to do something fun today at practice. And we met before we left and I told them we had to flush it. We talked about things we could do better so we could just, get ahead of being ready for South Florida. So we actually played wiffle ball at practice in the outfield <laughs> on Wednesday night at South Florida. That was our practice. And the guys had a ton of fun and competed. And, uh, you know, sometimes when you're in the, the midst of a long run, especially when you play at a place like East Carolina where there is pressure, that's, you know, we talk about it being a privilege to be able to play for a conference championship and to play in front of passionate fans. But, you know, it can wear on you. I mean, as a coach, as a player. So um, it was really good to see the guys get out there and have fun and have excitement. And I thought that led into the weekend, especially on Thursday. I thought our guys played loose. And even when we got behind, they, they played good baseball. And uh, we were ready to go. Yeah, absolutely. Coach Cliff Godwin with us uh, here. Uh, coach, as far as uh, health-wise, how, uh, how's everybody doing going into the tournament? So far, so good. You know, Starling was able to start the last two games and had a good weekend for us. Um, he's feeling better, just trying to keep him uh, healthy. You know, Savage just continues to feel good, and um, pitch count continues to trend up. So, um, all good right now. 
And uh, with uh, Carter Spivey, Carter's uh, feeling good? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, Carter's feeling good uh, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, when you look at uh, just the things you've got to do in a tournament run, Coach Godwin, uh, the way you guys played this weekend, you have to continue that, but there is always something a little different about uh, this format and, and tournament baseball. Well, for us, it's, you know, we're just worried about South Florida. So that's the big goal is to go out and play our best baseball um, tomorrow against a very quality opponent. And, um, you know, if you get a win, get a day off, which is always motivation for our players, <laughs> I feel like. So, right, yeah. Um, that's the unique thing about this tournament. You know, if you win, you get a day off. Uh, if you lose, you'll play the next day. So um, hopefully that's enough motivation for anybody. Right, exactly. Uh, Coach, When uh, what's sort of the schedule for today uh, for the team? I know you, you guys uh, moved out of the uh, hotel in Tampa over to Clearwater, uh, gave the guys a chance to, to work out and, and that sort of thing. And there's been a lot of time with those guys together here the last couple of days. But, you know, as far as uh, what the day holds and the lead-up to tomorrow, how's that uh, schedule look? So we practice at 11 o'clock. You have uh... – close to an hour time slot, so we'll practice at 11 um, and be down around noon, get back on the bus, come back over here, we'll have a little bit of free time, and then we'll have a team meal and a team meeting tonight, um, and then they'll get in bed, get ready to go for tomorrow. And Baycare Ballpark, uh, what a what a venue that is there in Clearwater where the Phillies have their spring training and uh, there's a team there. I mean, it's, it's, it's a real premier ballpark and just a great setting. It's awesome, and I know um, people complain about not enough fans being there, but um, I can tell you this. They treat us unbelievable. Um, their facilities are awesome. Um, you have, you know, auxiliary fields that you can take batting practice on, take ground balls on, um, even though you can't do it on the game field. And just the staff of the American and, and the Phillies, they just do a tremendous job. Well, Coach, uh, tremendous uh, regular season for the Pirates 41 victories. I know we're looking forward to adding a lot more to that uh, tally and uh, taking a lot of momentum into the postseason. But uh, one at a time, South Florida tomorrow. Best of luck in that, and we'll talk to you soon. Thanks, Patrick. Appreciate it. All right, to follow up on what uh, Cookie was telling us about uh, Green Bay getting the draft next year, it's going to be in New Orleans in uh, 25, and then San Francisco area in 26, the Bay Area is what they're reporting. So uh, thanks to Cliff Godwin for being on with us today. You can always check out that at uh, 94.3thegame.com. We'll see about getting Coach on next week. I think a lot of it depends on where the Pirates are going to be. A week from today, we will have some form of coverage. We're still hashing that out on what's going to be going on uh, for the uh, selection of the field of 64 a week from uh, today. Big thanks to uh, our guys behind the scenes, Dom Kosolke, the one and only uh, Chris Cookie Cook, and uh, the incomparable Clark Willis. I'm merely the great P-Man. Back tomorrow, talk of the town in the morning, and then after the baseball game, about 12.30, 1 o'clock, we'll be here afterwards, 5 o'clock. Mike Mullis and myself breaking it down for you. That's coming up tomorrow on the Patrick Johnson Show. Have a great evening, everybody.